0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one who does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I
1: love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist, and help, I'm being held hostage by YA fans.
0: (laughs) She chose to be here. (laughs) We would never.
1: What is this YA book? (sighs) no well wait maybe I am an orphan (laughs)
0: dark (laughs) anyway what is everybody reading right now I'll start now that I have finished Aurora burning and it ends on a pretty impressive cliffhanger I've got to start reading Aurora's end but I don't have it yet (gasps) and I might also be reading ahead for a future episode but I don't want to give any spoilers away do you need to borrow
2: my copy maybe okay (laughs) that's nice I just need to talk about this book with some people. (laughs) (laughs) What are you reading, Sarah?
1: I am reading Wilder Girls, and it's by Rory Power. And it is about a school for girls that's on an island, and then something disastrously dystopian has happened with a substance known as the tox, which creates sickness and mutations in the girls, and a lot of the adults on the island have died, And the girls are trying to figure out how to survive and also see if they can get to the bottom of what's actually happening here. So, yeah, you know me. I like things dark and twisty and dystopian. (laughs) Like that sounds like perfect for you. right? (laughs) Sounds full of orphans also. Yes, it is.
2: She says she doesn't like it, but then she goes and purposely finds books full of orphans.
1: Well, to be technical, they're not orphans. They're just away at school, so there's no parents really there. Okay,
0: fine. What is that on your list of different types of orphans? That's a practical orphan. That is a practical (laughs) orphan. Okay. What about you, Patty?
2: I am reading a book that's on the younger side. It is Amari and the Knight Brothers by Bibi Alston. And I've just started it. I'm not very far. And I'm like 62 pages in. Um, But it's really good so far. It, I think, technically is a middle grade book. Although we shelve it in our teen section. And it is about a girl whose brother disappeared. And she is convinced he's alive. Everyone else says that he's dead. And then one night she finds this suitcase in her closet that has an invitation to tryouts for the Bureau of Supernatural Affairs. And she finds out magicians and fairies and aliens and supernatural creatures and all this stuff exist. And she is convinced that if she gets through the trials and becomes a member of this society, that she is going to be able to find out what happened to her brother. And um, it turns out that her special power is technically illegal and everybody thinks she's the enemy and but she just has to keep persevering and it's it's very good i'm i'm enjoying it so far i will we will see if i continue to like it by the time i am done but anyway
0: it's very good
1: Catherine, you chose the book that we're discussing today why don't you tell us about it
0: it's song below water by bethany c morrow it's got a little fantasy some magical realism and is about two girls Tavia, who's a siren, and Effie, who stars as a mermaid in the local Ren fair, trying to get over a bit of tragedy from her childhood. But before we really start discussing, let's talk about the cover. Yay! My favorite
2: part. (laughs) You can't see it, but we're going to talk about it.
0: So this one is definitely one where if I was judging the book by the cover, I would have picked it up to read. Oh, yes.
1: Yes, it's beautiful. I
0: think it's beautiful. It's got Tavia and Effie back-to-back with their faces in profile.
1: Yes, and you can tell there's a lot of water going on. It appears that they're underwater. There's bubbles. Their hair looks like it's floating upward. Maybe some seaweed and kelp. Yeah. What I like about
2: the cover is it's very clear to tell which one is which because Tavia's hair is loose and Effie's is in her twists, which are, that's such an important part of the story, her hair and the way she hides behind it. and like Both of them both of them actually yeah hair which I actually think is is very interesting and then she's got the little scales on her cheek because she's a
0: mermaid and I think that's pretty cool too so like I I really like it I think what I like the best about the cover on the front there's a quote from Danielle Clayton which I think kind of sums the story up pretty well it she she writes it's an enthralling tale of black girl magic and searing social commentary ready to rattle the bones Yeah, that pretty much sums up this book. And I also like the tagline on the back cover too. Young, black, secretly magical. I just noticed that today and I was like, that's pretty good too. Yeah. So let me give you the publisher's summary. In a society determined to keep her under lock and key, Tavia must hide her siren powers. Meanwhile, Effie is fighting her own family struggles pitted against literal demons from her past. Together, these best friends must navigate through the perils of high school's junior year. But everything changes in the aftermath of a siren murder trial that rocks the nation, and Tavia accidentally lets out her magical voice at the worst possible moment. Soon, nothing in Portland, Oregon seems safe. To save themselves from drowning, it's only Tavia and Effie's unbreakable sisterhood that proves to be the strongest magic of all. So what do you think of this book, Catherine? Well... Overall, I liked it, but it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. When I chose this book, I was looking for a nautical novel, and I thought, Sirens, Song Below Water, it's definitely going to take place in the water. Mermaids. Oh, mermaid, yeah, but it it doesn't. (laughs) No. There's very little water in here unless you uh, consider a swimming pool, a nautical place, which I don't. (laughs) Okay, so it doesn't stick to theme. But. Right, but that's why I said overall I really liked it, but it wasn't what I imagined when I picked it for the theme of today's episode. But I, like I said, I did not read the synopsis or anything before I actually picked it. I just saw that. But unlike some people, I I don't like to know what's inside the book or what, how it ends. I like to be surprised by, by books as I read them. So that's a typical way I choose books. So I'm often... In positions like that. What are you saying, Catherine? What are you
2: implying?
0: That I like to be surprised. And maybe somebody else doesn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will say, so I was listening to this book on audio. That's how I started. And I because I was going to like listen to the book and I was going to do my cross stitch while I was listening to the book because I'm an old lady. And I got super into this book. And by like chapter seven, it, the audiobook was not going fast enough so I had I put it down I found a copy online from the library checked it out and I sat down and read it in a day I loved
0: it I enjoyed listening to it I also listened instead of it being a nautical novel I think of this one more of a social issue story it has a little magical realism or, th- or fantasy thrown in and it but it was more to me about finding your voice, being true to yourself and like having your voice heard more than it was about actual like sirens and mermaids.
2: I think it's interesting because I really enjoy the urban fantasy of it that like this is a world where everything is basically like it is in in our world except these mythical creatures just exist and everyone just accepts it. And I thought it was really cool how she made a point to kind of link how the sirens, because sirens are only black women in this world, and how that tied into the civil rights movement and how they were part of the civil rights movement and they got outed and a lot of sirens were killed and then the people were acquitted. And so it's, it's a great commentary in a way America treats black women and how... There was a quote in the book about how because all sirens are black women, all of the mystique and allure has gone from the myth that now they're just seen as dangerous. And this book surprised me. I was not
0: expecting it to be quite as um, heavy, I guess, as it was. Right. And I do think that part of the story was done really well. But I don't feel like the fantasy was done well. Like, there wasn't enough world building. There were so many, like, unanswered questions or paths. Like, I had no idea what was going on half of the time.
2: Oh, I think that's interesting because that didn't bother me at all. I just accepted, like, oh, okay, this is a world where these things are real and everybody just knows it. I was a little curious. I was like, wait, well, I I was more like, what happened to her? Because she keeps talking about... The last time I tried to silence my voice and Effie keeps talking
0: about when I was, you know, the thing that happened when I was a little kid and I was always like, what happened well, to you? That's what I mean. Those are part of that is that magical realism or that fantasy part. Like none of that was explained the whole story. You're like, what the heck happened?
2: Oh, I didn't feel like that was fantasy. I felt that was just part of the plot of like what happened to you. Well, them. with
0: Effie, she's talking about those sprites the whole time, but you never, that never really gets resolved. Well, I mean, it. Kind they're of, only described as a disembodied voice, but you don't know where they're coming from or what they're actually doing. I don't think the people in the world,
2: though, they just know that kids can hear them and they come after kids. I guess. I don't
0: know that. <laughs> but they, they I mean, explain I, you're, that in the book. <laughs> no, they, they, they don't. Yes, they, they don't do. not explain it. Yes, they do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listeners, you read this book and you tell us. <laughs> do they explain sprites in this book? Because I'm pretty sure they do.
1: I I sort of agree with both of you, I guess, because I feel like, as an allegory, I think this is a really cool concept, that the siren's voice is her power, that all of us, like, our voice and willingness to speak up is our power, and particularly for Tavia. But I also agree with Catherine that, for me, I felt like the story was... Um, at, at sometimes confusing to follow. And I felt like there were sometimes where I was like, wait, did I miss something? And I actually even looked up to see if there was a book before this book that I had missed because there. I felt like there were times when the story was being told as though there was information out there that I should already have. So, yeah, that part. I do feel like this would be a great book for starting a lot of conversations about you know, even though there's a fantasy element about real world issues, there's real world issues in this as well. And some, you know, sometimes those things overlap in the novel. But I feel like there's a lot of passages in this book that would be a great conversation starter. Um, You know, when she's talking to Wallace about, you know, going to the Black Lives Matter protest, and she's like listing off, if he says this or this or this, you know, what her response is going to be. So I think things like conversations like that worth having, worth discussing. But I agree that the fantasy element for me felt incomplete maybe. I don't know what the right word is. Yeah, yeah. Just I kind of wished that there was a more that there was more because I felt sometimes like I said that there were puzzle pieces missing. Now maybe that's the fault of me as the reader, but that's that was my takeaway.
0: I felt lost too with how some of the characters connected it was really more confusing with effie and mama theo agreed like and, she's her grandmother but she calls her mama theo but then later she says they're not actually related at all so i was really confused about that whole family dynamic
1: did you get an ex? did you know that they weren't actually related and know how they're connected no they are related no she, no, says, she says she says in there even though we're not blood relations she makes that line there's definitely a line in there
2: they're talking about how she's her daughter like you
0: didn't trust your daughter because she's talking about effie's mom i know but this is why i'm saying it's really confusing
1: right she makes a comment like even though we're not blood related I, it may be that maybe they're not maybe she just adopted her mother yeah it could be but maybe, that's but it's not, not explained, explained. Like that's the, no that's the point where i feel like i read that and i'm like wait i must have missed something i must not have been paying attention earlier because i i didn't so there were moments like that in this book for me where i felt like what i i must have missed something i and i and to be fair i was reading this pretty quickly same in time to, i was listening to it fast. to make sure i was trying you know going to finish it in time to record today but um i did kind of feel like there were moments where i was like wait what i also feel like the title a song below water when there's like Catherine was saying Almost no water involved other than, I guess, the swimming pool. And I would say Tavia's visions that she would say, have were I sort of about water. But I think
2: that ties into the, to the visions that Tavia has.
1: I don't know. There's maybe 10. If you put it
0: all together, it's maybe 10 pages of the whole book where water is involved. Right, right. But I did like how it's like a different take on a siren because they aren't like tied to the sea. Well, and the whole point is that she's like, all the mythos is wrong. Everything right. they believe about sirens
2: is wrong. The Alokos, the that they're not actually cannibals Yeah, and like everything. And I thought it was interesting too that the Ilocos have a power that is very similar to sirens. They can charm people. They make people feel comfortable and like them and stuff. And nobody seems to be freaked out by them.
0: I think the only big difference is that men can also be a locos.
2: Well, and any race can be a locos. Yeah. Right?
0: I think that's probably
1: the point.
2: Which yeah. I I just like that they exist that she kind of to drive that home extra hard. I also really like the gargoyle. He's like my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. Well, <laughs> when I say when I say favorite character, I guess I mean side character that's introduced like I I enjoy him. I like of course Effie and Tavia are my favorites, but...
0: its I just feel like Gargi. <laughs> <laughs> His <laughs> character could have been done, I don't know, more in-depth, more developed. Maybe more information about gargoyles.
2: But your point-of-view characters are Effie and Tavia, and they don't know anything about gargoyles. They know. I think they know more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> but they... D- they give you everything they know. <laughs> no. Like, I, you need this book told from a third-person point of view is what you need.
0: Well, I just don't want to give any spoilers, so I'm not really going to talk about right. the gargoyle more because you don't really find out more about the gargoyle until the very end. So I can't really tell you yeah,
1: there's a lot all of there's my... some aspects of this book that we can't really discuss. There's a lot, like... And a lot of it, you don't get the answers to your questions until what, like the, the last, last quarter of the book. Yeah. So it's hard to talk about it without giving things away. But but I still say overall, I liked the story of the book. I love the concept of the book. Right. Well, okay. I like the concept of the book. I'm just not 100% sold on the, on the execution. Yes. And I do like the
0: message yes. that the book gives. Agreed. I think that's very important I really
2: liked everything about the book this was like one of my favorite things we've <laughs> well, read well you're not
1: alone I read a bunch <laughs> of reviews to see like you know and most people have nothing but positive things to say about it so that's why I'm saying maybe this is a failing on my part or the fact that I read it really quickly maybe do I not get it because of my race I don't know but I I liked it but not but like I said there were shortcomings for me.
0: I think for me it just fell short of my expectations cuz I was expecting a bigger fantasy. Okay. is more of what it was. But that's what happens to me sometimes cuz I don't I don't read the synopsis ahead of time.
2: I do think it's interesting that I didn't notice or just think like how we have such differing opinions on like the like no no they did say that. No, they didn't say that. <laughs> I'm like
0: Maybe you were filling in the gaps. I don't I, know. I will
1: say I liked the ending better than I liked the rest of it. I feel like at the end, things started because yeah. suddenly we were getting some answers. Not all of the questions were answered, but suddenly we were getting some answers. The action felt like it was going a little, you know, more quickly. I liked that. I think maybe this book is not written for you because
2: <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because that, that, that's something to keep you reading. Like, that's why I, I read, I read, I read it in a day because I wanted the answers. Like I had, and I had to I read,
1: read it the quickly whole book. Too, but I, I mean, I've read books before where there's like a mystery yeah. or yeah. Never, several I've, questions I presented. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like for me, somehow the way that this was presented, it didn't feel like a "we're going to get to this later." It right. felt like a "this is something you should know," and I don't know why. Huh. But that's how I took it. Right.
0: That's so weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me too. I think that's why my brain was like, nope,
0: that is irrelevant. You like I knew that
1: we were going to get to the mystery of what, what is Effie? Effie? Does she have a magical power? Does she have a supernatural yeah. connection? Yeah. Like I knew that was a mystery and we were going to get to that. I knew there was like a mystery of around her um, her father or, you know, what, what or who is he? I knew we were going to get to that. So, there were some mysteries that were presented in such a way that I've realized, like, I just need to make it to the end and I will find the answers. But other things were kind of thrown out there, and I was like, wait, what? I knew there was a mystery of, like, what happened, re- what really happened that day in the park? I knew that that was a mystery that we were going to get to.
0: Oh, I also feel like the, the Ren Fair was built up a lot to go practically nowhere. It was more of just a place to
1: store. I still don't Faire. understand the Ren Fair. What is that? <laughs> what the frick is that? <laughs> i do it I'm, well that's what i'm saying they don't explain it <laughs> like does she get other paid, than her to do that because then she just and doesn't then, show up the you know like, she's just like no i'm not going this year what are you talking about all are this doing training this just she's doing fun? and then i You're realize in school how are you swimming all day for two it's weeks? just like, a week i am so confused right now it's like a week what or is two? this two weeks at the beginning it makes it
0: seem like it's a like a year long like it's this yeah. whole yeah and what big are people doing when they go yeah. there
1: they're just walking around watching her swim and watching people act like because blacksmiths I, <laughs> have I, you have you been to, a you renaissance been to the renaissance, renaissance fair? fair i know but okay. they didn't they you know they But the one i went do to they d- practice for a whole year for it to come to their town to do it the times
0: i've been i didn't realize there were characters with stories i thought there were just people dressed up at the different booths yeah are one, there characters with i don't stories? know yes
1: that you have to follow from year to year?
2: So, I that one's slightly different than the Georgia one. Um, I know the, the Maryland one does. And, like, one of my friends, actually, this is so random, is she is someone who travels around to eat the various Renaissance festivals and works with the knights who go and joust. And they have, like, whole storylines at different <laughs> Renaissance
1: festivals.
0: But... Yeah, the whole time I expected to like go to the rent fair, and we never
1: went. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's exactly. And I'm still. I didn't feel like it was. Uh, obviously, it's inspired by the Renaissance Festival, and I have been to a Renaissance Festival. Although, granted, it has been many, many years. But it also there were there was there were things to do there. There was like we're gonna watch this show. We're gonna eat an apple. We're gonna yeah. shoot an arrow. We're gonna yeah. buy think, a dragon. We're gonna I think drink a. This- pint of mead or whatever. And this was like, there's a mermaid and a blacksmith there's and a, a tent and in the, the middle tank. that nobody can go into. What the heck? The, I don't I get think, it.
2: I think I think there's more. We just don't get all of that because Effie's focused on her story. And this
1: is where, when she says there's not enough world building, that is what I'm talking about. You want
2: to just wander around the Renaissance Festival? and I like, want
1: a, a, <laughs> to paint a cry. better picture of what this fair is about. So I understand it. I didn't feel like I understood it. Now that you've heard our thoughts on A Song Below Water, it's time for us to mention some read-alikes. Catherine, do you have any books that you would recommend if, uh, for our readers who enjoyed A Song Below Water? I have a couple. Do tell. The first is
0: Skin of the Sea by Natasha Bowen. And I just want to say about this one before I even get started that it has the most beautiful cover. So if you're a judge-a-book-by-a-cover person, that cover is beautiful. So I definitely recommend looking that one up. It is a really pretty cover. It is billed as a Little Mermaid meets West African mythology. Simi Daily is a Mami Wata that takes the form of a mermaid, whose purpose is to gather the souls of those who pass in the sea to bless and help them return to Elodumare. One day, Simi, while searching for lost souls, discovers a boy tossed into the sea from a slaver ship. She finds him mostly dead, but not quite and unknowingly breaks an ancient decree by saving Kola. This could mean the end of All Mamiwata, and she must embark on a journey with Kola to save her kind and Kola's world. I loved how this one blends African culture and mythology into one story, and I really loved it. My other one is Songs from the Deep by Kelly Powell, but it turns out that's the same book Sarah wants to talk about, so I'm going to turn it over to Sarah.
1: Yeah, this book is about Moira Alexander. It's set in a really unspecified location, an unspecified time period, although it seems like phones are a new thing in this uh, book. So you can kind of guess from that. And um, I was lis- I'm was listening to it on audio. I would, If I weren't listening to it on audio, I would say it was set somewhere in the United Kingdom, but the, my narrator is reading everything without a British accent, so I'm not really sure. But anyway... Moira um, lives on an island, again, where it seems like the real world, our real world, but there are sirens in this world. Um, She is kind of a fan of sirens and enjoys them, even though she appreciates that they are dangerous and occasionally known to kill people. But her father was super into them, and so she's super into them as well. Um, But then a a death happens on the island of a young boy. It's attributed to sirens. Moira doesn't believe that sirens are actually responsible So she pairs up with her childhood friend Jude, who's the lighthouse keeper, who's lost his own family to sirens, and she and Jude try to get to the bottom of the mystery of are sirens truly the ones to blame for this death, or is somebody else at fault? So it's a murder mystery, a little bit of romance, and it does have more of those nautical elements, so if you're looking for a story about sirens that includes oceans, then this might be the one for you.
0: I can say, good job, Sarah. Thanks. I have I, not read that one,
2: but that sounds really good.
0: It was good. Do you have a read like Patty?
2: <laughs> I do. <laughs> I went a slightly different route. I went for um, someone who's looking for something that took the fantasy element and, and went ran with that a little bit more. Uh, Cinderella is Dead by Kaylin Bayron. Um, this is a book with a black main character it's 200 years after cinderella found her prince so it's set in a in an actual fantasy world as opposed to um our world with fantastical elements but uh now all the teen girls have to show up at this annual ball where the men get to choose wives and the girls who aren't picked are never seen again (laughs) So, this 16-year-old girl, Sophia, she would rather marry Aaron, her childhood best friend, but she's got to go to this ball, so she escapes and runs away and ends up in Cinderella's mausoleum, where she meets the last known descendant of Cinderella and her stepsisters, and they decide to take down the king, and kind of, they learn a lot more about Cinderella's story, and it's just kind of a fun, fresh take on a classic story. For those of you who are looking for something slightly more fantastical, but also with a black girl main character, it's a fun take on Cinderella. It's
0: on my to-be-read list, but this podcast keeps getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it feels my pain.
2: Maybe we'll discuss it uh, later on oh. another episode. Okay. We can go maybe into it maybe will. more.
1: Well, if you like novels with a nautical theme... You may also enjoy our Summer Reading Challenge because this year it's all about oceans. The theme is Oceans of Possibilities. It's free to participate. You can sign up today and win prizes just by reading, including free books and the grand prize, a family annual pass to the Georgia Aquarium. How do you sign up, you ask? How do you sign up, Sarah? I am so glad you inquired. (laughs) You can go directly to our website, GwinnettPL.org, and find information right there on how to sign up. Free, easy, fun.
2: Can I win free books like what we read about on this podcast?
1: You can definitely win some free YA books if uh, if that is what you choose to do. But I have to say, the books are for those 18 and under.
2: Another way you can get free books is if you wanted to email us, you can do that at spilllit at GwinnettPL.org. That's spill, S-P-I-L-L, lit, L-I-T, so it is three L's, at GwinnettPL.org. Please email us. No one's emailed us.
1: Surely one person out there will throw us a bone (laughs) and send us an email. We'll send you so many books. Tell us how awesome we are. Tell us how awful we are. The choice is yours. So I'm dying to know what's the topic of the next episode of Spill It. Well, it's going to be another free choice
0: episode, and we're going to celebrate Pride Month. So we'll all read one or two or several titles and share our choices with everyone. I've already got some great ones in mind, and I can't wait to recommend them. Awesome. Looking forward to that one. This has been another episode of Spill It by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we read across the rainbow to celebrate Pride Month. Remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading.